Welcome to the Astrology Rocks podcast for the week of September 3, 2012, brought to you by Sastrology. I'm Michelle Suzanne, author of your weekly forecast at Sastrology. You'll also find me at starstruckastrology.org. All right, let's dive in and talk about what's up in the skies this week. If you're a newcomer to astrology, jump in. I will explain and hopefully educate as we go along. All right, so... If you're not a big fan of Monday mornings, the first celestial hit of the week may not exactly encourage you to get out of bed, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed. But I will help you see the brighter side if you stay with me. So the week gets going with Venus square Saturn on Monday morning. That's Monday, September the 3rd. So Venus square Saturn, you know, this points to a relationship itch that needs to be scratched. Maybe something's bugging you. Maybe you feel cranky about it. Uh, okay, bearing in mind that Venus isn't just the ruler of relationships, though. Um, personal finances also come under Venus's domain. So you may experience the awareness that you've got to face reality around how you earn your income or how you spend it. Now, for newcomers to astrology, the square aspect is just what it sounds like. It's a right angle, which if you remember from geometry is 90 degrees. So as you draw a sharp corner in your mind's eye, connecting the first two lines of a square, um, think of that square aspect as a sharp turning point. And it's not necessarily a turning point that everyone will welcome, for it appears to come out of nowhere. Uh, visualize, if you will, an intersection at a road. You may not necessarily see another car approaching from east or west, or west as you're heading north or south. And the only way that you're going to avoid a collision with that car is if you both adhere to the traffic signals. So think of this square as an amber traffic light, and it's saying slow down as you approach this intersection or someone's going to get hurt. So with that in mind, how do you slow down and make sure Venus square Saturn doesn't hurt? Can you actually get some juice or satisfaction from this aspect? Well, one thing that comes to my mind is that Saturn, exalted in Venus's sign of Libra, teaches us that there's a right way to do relationships. And in a 90 degree angle with Venus, the lesson has something to do with not taking everything so personally as Venus in protective cancer may be inclined to do. Now, cancer rules the home and domestic front. And if we riff on that idea, change begins at home. Now, home can be your physical residence or simply yourself. If you factor in cancer's watery element representing emotions. So there's some psychological adaptations required of you and much of it will require your emotional maturity, which Saturn favors. That's if you're trying to avoid colliding with energy that comes at you. Although to be specific, a square aspect usually reveals that you are your impediment, not someone else. You're blocking yourself somehow. So perhaps emotions get bottled up or creative types feel like they've got the equivalent of writer's block or some type of creative frustration or lack of inspiration. If so, that's likely a sign that you would benefit from trying a different approach. 
Venus square Saturn is a message that it's not business as usual. The status quo or the way you've always done things won't really help you now. You know, another image I have when I think of a square is that of a river dam. It's there as a way to harness the water's power. And you too can harness this power by testing a new approach to the area of your life that's feeling impeded. Now, I said testing. <laughs> you don't go for broke. You're not trying to break the dam, right? The timing of a square alignment is such that you will not succeed if you push beyond your physical limitations or let's say you go over your boss's head or try to force your values on someone else. Now, I'm just throwing those examples out because they're each evocative of the energy of Venus square Saturn. So right now, I would suggest change your approach, but take a measured, balanced approach. Test the waters by doing things differently and see how that feels for you. Because Venus in Cancer relies on what feels appropriate in order to navigate the celestial seas. Now, when Venus is in cautious Cancer, adopting a different approach takes courage, right? And we do tend to get the cosmic help we require when change is imminent. So on that same Monday, our help arrives in the form of a sextile between brave Mars in his home sign of Scorpio and Pluto retrograde in status quo loving Capricorn. Let's break this down. First of all, I want to say that both Mars and Pluto rule Scorpio. And the fact that they're in a harmonious 60-degree angle with each other is very useful. And we'll get to why in a moment. Now, we all benefit from this flowing energy, but especially our scope friends. Scorp friends. <laughs> Did I say scope? That's a little bit of an astro-Freudian schlep. Okay, so the other thing to keep in mind uh, with Mars sextile Pluto uh, is that Capricorn, where Pluto is transiting for the next several years, sits opposite Cancer on the zodiac wheel. And Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Okay, so you see we're weaving in the energy of Venus and Cancer square Saturn in Libra. If that's a challenging spur to make a shift, we get a good nudge in the right direction through Mars and Pluto. Their sextile aspect signifies opportunity. Now, opportunity doesn't necessarily drop in your lap, but if you choose to work for it, even just a little bit, the thing you're looking for will come to you much more easily on Monday than at other times. Furthermore, both Venus and Mars are in water signs, and although they don't line up in a geometrical relationship this week, they are resonating with each other sympathetically through their shared water element. Plus, because Mars is very confident in his Scorpio home, this helps Venus be less timid about facing Saturn's reality concerns. Now, what can you get out of Mars sextile Pluto, provided you're willing to make even a little bit of effort? Rejuvenation, healing, and ability to see beneath the surface or to feel the energy. 
let's say you've got some type of presentation or big meeting this week, or maybe you've got an audition or some other type of, of test, okay? So Mars and Pluto are teaming up to help you innately sense the emotional temperature of the people you're dealing with. Is that useful? You bet your bananas, bananas it is. Because with Venus squaring Saturn at the same time, you can bet that you're going to need to stay on your toes and be adaptable enough to alter the tone of your message. Not necessarily the content, but the tone. How you come across is as crucial as whatever it is that you need to get across. And this is where Mars and Pluto are actually a virtuous duo this week. What else do I like about this energy? Even gullible types will notice that their BS meters are functioning well in the days surrounding September 3rd. Provided you don't get sucked into the potential pitfall of paranoia, which Mars and Scorpio and Pluto in general can veer towards, you can really get an appreciation for what it feels like to just deeply know something in your gut. And by the way, that deep feeling in your gut may very well provide you with the solution to the question, how am I going to change, that Venus square Saturn is asking us this week. And that ability to listen to your gut is also going to be enhanced on Tuesday, September 4th with Mercury trying Pluto retrograde. Now that energy is exact on Tuesday, but it will have been building a few days beforehand. So Mercury rules the mind as well as communication of all kinds. And when Mercury makes a harmonious angle with Lord of the Underworld Pluto, then we get all kinds of rich information. And for newcomers to astrology, a trine aspect is an alignment of 120 degrees. And it's just what it sounds like. Connect the first two lines of a triangle and you've got it. So Mercury which does its best work in Virgo, where it, it currently transits, reaches out to Pluto, whose energy is rather introspective these days because it's still retrograde. So your psychic meter is enhanced. People who are really trying to open up their psychic channels through clairsentience and claircognizance should really be tapping into this energy right at the start of the week. And Mercury trine Pluto may also help to clear some of the fog you may be experiencing from Mercury's opposition to Neptune retrograde. And I mentioned that in last week's podcast. If you missed it, by all means, go back and have a listen. So in fact, this week, Mercury is also sextiling Mars. Uh, the energy is exact on September the 5th. So you can stay grounded Remain aware of your environment and also observe who the, the power players are and how some of those power positions are potentially ready to switch this week. Hey, maybe you're poised to step into a new place of power, whether it's at work or just within your own skin, feeling more confident, for instance. Friends, if there's something you need, this is a good week to ask provided you understand the rules of the game you're playing as well as the values of the person whom you're asking. Now, why am I mentioning their values? Because Miss Venus rules values. And if she's in a tizzy over Saturn 
you'd better believe that knowing where someone stands will play a role in how successful you are in getting what you want, especially if it's something of a somewhat sensitive issue. Okay? Now, Venus is going to move out of sensitive cancer and into very confident Leo on Thursday, September the 6th. And Leo is the sign of the lion. And you may be able to hear my little tiny lion, Scarlet the podcat, meowing in the background. She's just piping up because, you know, it's her time of year and she knows it. So Leo, being a very uber-confident fire sign is where Venus is shifting to on Thursday. But remember, Venus is just coming off her square to Saturn. And as soon as she jumps into Leo's frying pan, she's going to make a challenging 150 degree angle, which is called a quincunx or an inconjunct with Neptune retrograde in Pisces. Okay, so we're still not seeing things terribly clearly. We're not feeling terribly confident. Venus is still off kilter. Now, she will find her, her joy in Leo, just not right away. So what does this mean for you? Initially, all kinds of relationships may feel tense or out of step this week. You know, you may harbor cynical feelings, but these are just temporary. Don't be to put off. In about a week, when Venus connects with Uranus, you'll have a fresher and perhaps more enlightened view of the people in your life. So let's let's talk about the ways that Venus and Leo expresses herself, because that reflects how you express yourself when it comes to your tastes, your romantic preferences, your money dealings, and the ways you appreciate beauty and artistic talent. All of those things will be ignited by Leo's steadfast fire. Now, I say steadfast because Leo operates in a fixed way. If you are a Leo or you know a Leo, you recognize how attached they can get to a particular thing or person or situation. Now, Venus is symbolically connected to the heart because she rules relationships. And the heart is the very organ that Leo rules. So there's some resonance here. Now, Venus and Leo can manifest as terrific vanity or pride. Wow. Yet, there is an honest desire to make heartfelt connections, often through Leo's favorite pastimes. So think children, for instance, because Leo is very oriented to children and the joy of child's play. So engage your inner child, dear listener. And Venus in Leo is a reminder that life is a process of creation, and creation recreates itself again and again. Your life is an ongoing meditation on creation. And to create is an act that can encompass the Leo virtues of joy, fun, heartfulness. Now, if you rarely have fun or rarely enjoy yourself, and I'm thinking particularly of people who are identifying too strongly with Saturn or even Pluto, if you just don't ever let yourself lighten up, then Venus in Leo invites you to jump in and to play with your life as if it were a game, not a prison sentence. So, the zodiac sign Leo is ruled by the sun. Why am I mentioning that? Because the sun 
will square Jupiter on Friday, September the 7th. Now that's when the energy peaks, but it's going to be building all throughout the week. So we have the Sun in Virgo making a right angle with Jupiter in Gemini. And that carries the feeling of wanting to do it all, even though you realistically can't. Not right now, anyway. Now, both Virgo and Gemini are ruled by Mercury, which will also square Jupiter exactly on September the 8th. And that may further exaggerate the buzzkill of not being able to have your cake and then eat it. So, when Mercury squares Jupiter, you must be careful what you say. Is it true? Where did you get your information? Is it gossip? Will what you say or promise come back to bite you if you don't make good on your words? Now, I recognize that's a leading question, so I'm just going to skip to the chase and answer it for you. Yes, yes. If you lie or misrepresent your capabilities, if you promise what you can't deliver, you will likely get some rather unfavorable feedback three months down the line when Mercury and Jupiter link up again through an opposition. And that may happen through, you know, just general, someone has to diss you because you did not make good on your word, you know, that kind of thing. So just be careful what you say. And as if to add an exclamation point to that, we have a last quarter square moon in dun, 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 Gemini on that very same day, on Friday. So here's what the planetary pileup looks like. The moon will unite with Jupiter, we call that a conjunction, in the sign of Gemini, whilst the both of them make a square to the sun and Mercury, who are also in a conjunction, in the sign of Virgo. Both Gemini and Virgo want to take in any and all information. It's like oxygen to them. But the Sun and Mercury and Virgo are looking for useful data, not random bits and bites of sound. And they square off with the Moon and Jupiter as if to say, you can't possibly use all that info you're collecting. Okay? Whether, you know, it's the news you're listening to, whether you're... Uh, connecting with everybody on social media, whether you're gossiping or listening to the grapevine, it will not be enough for you to simply troll for data. You've got to use Virgo's gift for sifting to get to what's relevant. And then you've got to remember that what's relevant to you may not be relevant to the next guy. So, when we get to the moon's final square on Friday, it's an amber signal. Slow your sweet motor mouth down because there's potential to either give or receive more information than you or the other guy can reasonably contend with. There's also the danger of getting in over your head. You know when you've got too much on your plate? So why do you want to add more right now? Instead, Think back to the beginning of this lunar cycle. That was on August the 17th with a new moon in Leo. And it beckoned you to love your life and to keep on creating it like a work of art. So Venus in Leo will pick up that theme on Thursday. And now, three weeks after that new moon, the question is, did you fill up on too much? 
If so, it's likely a Gemini or Virgo-related thing. You know, it's probably information or maybe it's a belief that no longer rings true for you and it's time to give it up. Or maybe you've been so detail-oriented while you create your life that you're missing the broader strokes that give you that bigger picture or remind you of what the larger goal is. So see if that resonates for you. And if so, be bold enough to make the required change. As Venus keeps moving closer to a trine with Uranus and Aries, you can break out of a pattern that threatens to keep you in a stalemate. Now that's one more thing I want to say about the last quarter square moon. It's a winding down time. It's the difference between bedtime and waking up. So rather than launching new initiatives, this is the week to tie up loose ends and free up some valuable psychological space so there's room for something new to be planted at next week's new moon. Go gently with yourself and with others. You know what? We're all creations in the process of change, and there's only so much you can do in one day or one week. And fallow times, such as the last quarter square moon, are as essential as times of action. I'm going to leave you with that, dear listener. And I will also remind you that should you want guidance around how these shifts are calling you personally, I'm very happy to be of service. I provide astrological coaching, and through September, I'm offering a 20% discount to help you get your footing for fall. Again, I am Michelle Suzanne, and you will find me through starstruckastrology.org and at sastrology.com. In the meantime, have a great week. Stay sassy and classy and be well. Bye-bye.